Hello and welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Mm-hmm. So to solve that issue, we issue a challenge. Each week, you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about other stories sent in by wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm. Exacto mundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof, a doof media, media pr- production. It's a production. A doof media yep. produced it. Thanks. Yep. Th- thanks to our partners at Doof mm-hmm. Media. I'm. I feel like I, I'm saying the tone as if it's in a joking way, but it's just it's genuine. It's just, yeah, it's very genuine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, haha, haha, he har. What do you think is the best one of the um of the laughing uh, onomatopoeias? Ooh, well, so there's haha, there's he he, there's mm-hmm. he har, and, and then there's ha yuck, right? Yuck, yuck um, is is pretty. It's, it's pretty, pretty bold. I I have it associated with um, NSFW goofy stories. Oh no! Um, <laughs> do you you know the one you know the one that's like the 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 short comic where it's like Goofy talking to his son and he's like <laughs> talking about what it means to be with a woman mm-hmm. and then, like the animalistic urges that he gets. Yes, I, that's I've that's what I picture. That one. <laughs> It's it's funny. It's a good one. Um, and uh, that's what I picture every single time that I hear the word yuck. So, <laughs> oh no, mm-hmm. that's bad word association. I feel like that's the sound that he makes. You know, probably yeah. When he um he yucks when he laughs. Know? Yeah. Oh oh yeah. Yeah, I just meant um, when he when he laughs. That's yeah, all. when he laughs. Uh, but when the best one out of that is probably uh-huh. "haha" because uh, it's okay. You know, it's, classic. It's, it's the most normalized one. It's not trying too too hard, but it's it's enough. Question. Know? Um. So between he he and he he, all right, H E E repeated and H E repeated. Which one do you think is is superior, and for what situation? H mm, E re repeated. Okay. Um, because the the two e's, of course, I feel it's trying too too hard. Mm, mm. Uh, if if you're laughing that much, I would just say put put lol. You know, uh-huh. um, personally, you know, or right, like, of or, course, or, or like or like right. uh, lamal. Lamal. Just I feel if it the comedy within this uh, joke or whatever, uh, if it's more than just a typical ha ha, then you should express what sort of bodily discomfort Mm -hmm. this joke is giving you okay oh Um, right right like if it's uh making you cry yeah making you kiss yourself uh laugh my ass off which is horrifying Um, (laughs) sort of wary tone horrifying yeah uh you're absolutely correct Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it is really interesting though that um because of the internet we have invented words to express amusement uh lol and lamau like you could just you could just say those and it would just be amusement which i think Mm -hmm. is really interesting um did you did you play mass effect i did um you know the elcor they're the alien race for for listeners who don't know they're the alien race uh they speak in monotone because they express Mm -hmm. their emotions with pheromones Yes. Um, and they express to non-Elcor, uh, aliens, their emotions by just saying them. So they be, so they say stuff like, um, with, uh, with utter disappointment, um, 
I will never see you again. Or they would go uh, with rousing, um, inspiring, glorious speech. Uh, we will win today. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's interesting. And maybe maybe we should all be like that. Maybe Or maybe we shouldn't. What do you think? I mean, that would definitely... Um, it would help things not get lost into communication. Because some mm-hmm. of us, mm-hmm. me included... Uh, horrible when it comes to like body language or like reading mm-hmm. people right so uh if they explicitly told me exactly what feeling and emotion what that what yeah if they told me what their status was basically mm-hmm. uh, i think that would help in a common conversation now does it sound good probably not it seems that there'll be a lot of run-on sent- uh, sentences but that's fine. the interesting thing is that if we started doing that just saying what emotion that we were feeling at the time i feel like we would almost immediately start using it with added layers of subtlety you know like yeah. we would say that we're sad when actually we're not that sad you know Mm, yes so like because we do that already right we say because there's a sense of like irony yeah yeah when we're not Mm. actually lolling that's true that's true granted you know uh language along with bot with body language and everything else evolves at a rapid and constant Mm -hmm. so i do feel like as soon as people start like saying like oh i am i am happy then yada 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 um that is like maybe weeks after that is when we co-opt by um ironic internet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah i can't wait for the day when someone uses um uh i tried to think of something funny i like i wanted to something about me being dead it's oh, okay. part of the joke but it just didn't it didn't come together and that's okay um we do a podcast here we where do every do week a uh we we <laughs> jesus um we send out uh words and then people write their stories and then mm-hmm. we read them what are the stories this week jarvis yeah so the words that we used this week were predict convulsion valid and, and rent and the story we will be reading from this week is by jarby jazz with a liminal space what lies ahead? What a wonderful title. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. I think I will say uh, before going into it because I didn't realize this until like halfway through um, that this is a part of the ongoing series that they have had with the mm-hmm. um, flesh crafters and stuff. Yes. Um, I, like that is correct, right? Let me just double check because I yeah. was worried. Yes, it is. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right, I'll get to reading. Cool, cool, um, cool. Yeah. A Liminal Space, What Lies Ahead, by Jar B. Jazz. Don't know why I said it that way. If I strained, I could make out muffled conversation through the walls. If I strained, went up the hallway, and pressed my ear to the doors, I might be able to hear the rousing sales pitch my brother was throwing these bigwigs. But I'm not doing that. I'm just killing time, admiring the gaudy sculptures and frescoes adorning the walls. Waiting for the kid and Muoji to be done. Wish I brought a book. Oh, Parv! Fancy meeting you here? The lilt of her voice, the cadence of her speech, and that familiar, jovial tone. I knew who it was, and it wasn't a coincidence that we bumped into each other here. Here in this company's lobby where my brother was throwing his pitch. Still, it wouldn't be right to ignore her. 
Best just to give in and give her what she wants. Eloise, to what do I owe the pleasure? I gave her a once-over and held myself back from commenting. She still wore a hat indoors, still had that satchel filled with scraps of paper, and still wore long, worn, waterproof leathers. It wasn't even going to rain today. She must be roasting. Oh, you know, Parv. Investigating. Journalism. She gestured at the lobby. You're investigating the Hills and Free Company? Why was she on this? I wondered if she pissed her boss off. Does she still have the same boss? Of course! These guys are a piece of work. Rich, leeching off the honest men and taking advantage of all the horrors to scalp people. My eyebrows rose. She couldn't possibly mean financially scalp them, you dolt. It's a turn of phrase. Well, I knew that, of course. But you never could be sure around Fallmouth. They've been pushing rent up in places that have been suspiciously free of attacks. They've been pushing rent up in places that have been suspiciously absent of attacks. It stinks of corruption. She spoke in a whispered shout. I just pointed to one of the more ostentatiously gilded statues and fixed her with a flat look. Corruption? Here? And I thought this fancy artwork was a sign of their selfless nature, Eloise. She huffed and turned away, hiding a small blush in a smaller smile. Fair and valid points. Alright, you came to me for a reason. What can I help you with? Did you seek me out just to rant about how the rich traders are, predictably, taking the opportunity to line their pockets? I... Ugh. No. I knew you were coming to town with your brother and son, and I thought you could give me a hand with an investigation. Like the good old days. My son? The good old days? Alright, first off, Branton is my cousin. He's way too old to be my kid. She smirked at the comment, but I trudged ahead. And the good old days? Do you mean a few months ago? where we spent too long, knee-deep in rotting flesh abomination, panning for evidence and trinkets at the height of a summer? It does feel like a lifetime ago. I smelled like an abattoir for weeks. I was pulling matted flesh from my hair for days. I remember. You had to bunk at mine because they wouldn't let you on the docks. Yes, we had to go to the university to do their deep cleaning. I think I involuntarily shuddered. Oh, it wasn't that bad, you big baby. Of course, you would enjoy that. What are you getting at? She squinted as she said that. Nothing, I said too abruptly. Now, you were going to ask about my help? She beamed at me. Well, since you're offering. I grunted in denial, but she plowed on. I heard you were coming to town, and I know you have inns with the various merchant guilds around the sea. I was hoping I could lean on you and your connections to gather information. She leaned closer and spoke in a hushed tone. 
There have been more monsters, and their bodies have no trail. We think they might be coming from overseas, but the merchant group aren't too friendly with outsiders. I could see this being a headache. And if... If I were to help you, what's in it for me? I questioned. The peace of mind that you were saving lives? Try again, Eloise. Well, the police and local justice would be happy to reimburse you for your time, she said with a satisfied smirk. When did she join the Bobbies? Police? Throw in some favors, some weight and goodwill for the future, too. That doesn't just happen. You have to earn that goodwill. You can't just chuck money at people to build goodwill. I conceded with a nod. Ah, right. Merchants weren't exactly the most normal folk to compare people to. Alright, I'll see what I can do. But only once my work here is done and I get more information to work off. Your work here? Standing in the lobby wishing for a book? Well, she had me there. But yeah, that's fine, Parv. We can go to my office. I have all the information there. An office? She really moved up in the world. Alright, I can do that. I noticed she wasn't budging. Are you just waiting here for us to finish up? Yep, all billable hours. Huh. Okay. And I'm waiting... Waiting for what? For you to ask me about my new job? Uh, alright. I'll bite. Please, tell me about your new job. She turned to me, bright eyes and wide smiles. She began to regale me with her life story for the past few months. Oh, it's amazing. You won't believe what happened after you last left. Well... There are worse ways to kill time. I guess. Well, alright, alright. I think that this is a really solid story. I um, really enjoy the dialogue here. It's really pulling its weight and, and telling us a lot about these, these characters and also really fostering whatever relationship is really here. Um, and on top of that, of course, there are a plenty of hints here and there about the wider world um, that we've that we've already seen from uh, previous entries by uh, Jarby Jazz. Um, so yeah, overall, I just think that this is a really great setup to whatever this this job is. And yeah, I just I enjoy how this world has already been fostered through through previous entries. So now uh, it seems that there's a lot of freedom here when it comes to. Uh, just chartering different paths about uh, what different characters could be doing within this this world. So overall, really great job. Yeah, um, I had some trouble placing it when I like when I yeah saw the character Eloise. It, it didn't register uh, a connection to me. I, you know, I just thought it was another um, character. I, I just didn't realize it was set in the same world until later on when we had stuff about flesh abominations. And I was like, wait. I've gotten pretty familiar with the concept of flesh abominations uh, from this particular person, and then uh, checked that the the name matched. Um, 
And uh, I'm pretty sure that this is not the same character as the captain, but considering that was the only other male character in the series, I was like uh, trying to connect to, but obviously they're different people. But anyway, what mm-hmm. I really enjoy most about the story is um, thus the the characterization of the the point of view, right? Um, yeah. Throughout it, both with the dialogue and with um, the thought process that shows up uh, everywhere, um, we really get, you know, the characterization of this being like a business-oriented person, being really tired of Eloise's shit, and, um, yeah, just the, the kind of um, annoyed, bored person that they are, uh, without it actually becoming boring, which I think is is kind of hard to balance. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and like striking that uh, m- that uh, middle ground is working really, really well here. I mean, even though this this character is, is of course bored, this story was far from from boring. Uh, in in fact, it almost feels like we are like as I said, setting up a a new path, a a new ad adventure in this world that so so far I wouldn't say has been bogged down, but has been highly focused on the adventures of these two officers right so i do like that we're still within the same world but we are trying out something new which you know i i uh, always love um yeah yeah i think one thing that was um part of why i didn't immediately connect is because eloise is talking about journalism um when i mean she had been investigating but i hadn't connected it to a news sort of thing i think that might have been one thing throwing me off but that's Mm -hmm. that's fine i don't think that's a significant um thing but uh i yeah i like the like correction that uh the main character is making about um the cousin not being his son right because Mm -hmm. that both characterizes eloise you know getting those things confused maybe even intentionally and Mm -hmm. Um, this guy being indignant about it, and then the um, it sort of implies like a little bit more of a a, a history um, with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's of course one of my favorite parts is that there is this sort of history that has been omitted from this story, to where you can tell that they have this sort of candor that's probably been fostered over years, but. There's no clear indication as to how they exactly know each other. Well, we have a we have a bit. Um, you know, when they like they work together, um, trudging through writing flesh abomination, yeah, going to yeah. the university. Um, although, yes, we don't have like a strict like label to put on what those activities were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, uh, the main thing here is this, this dialogue, although I want to say with the, um, you know, the asides we get in the thought process, you know, the the first person, I think this does a really good job of having those, um, like the, let's just go to the beginning, right? Um, the two paragraphs going, if I strained, I could make out muffled conversation through the walls. If I strained, went up to the hallway and pressed my ear to the doors, I might be able to hear the rousing sales pitch my brother was throwing these big wigs. Um, I think that's really good because it it shows that um, it it has a description of what's going on, right? Through the walls, the muffled conversation, what's going on, what what is that muffled conversation, the context and everything. But it is all with um, that conversational tone. And I think that's um, really... I think that's well done. There's been times where I went and tried to 
do a narration that was full of character voice and I really struggled sometimes. I mm-hmm. like I was really factual. Um and I think this is a really great example of it not being factual, of it being um character voice without like getting lost in the thoughts, right? Like mm-hmm. all of these um indirect characterization um and, and narration is in that character voice without um while still being grounded in, in description and um grounded in description. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um Um so yeah, I mean like overall, uh like as I said, this is a really solid story. Um, the character work is pretty solid. I, I love the depth that is able to be covered within this short little piece. Um, and yeah, I would love to, to, to see what would happen if uh, Jarby Jazz runs with these characters a bit further. Sure. Um, I think this is a, a good good practice with that dialogue and uh, character-focused narration. And I think that's a, a really good way to practice it, putting that out in... Um, I, I wonder what Jarby Jazz is... Uh, like writing process was for this whether they had the whole thing planned out or if they just sort yeah. of picked you know uh the scenery of like a muffled conversation and just kind of went with it um but if it was the the latter i think that's they're they're both um really good ways to practice and i think um doing that sort of thing just starting with like a a, a description of something and then going off with the character voice i think is a really um good way to explore a concept and get yourself writing yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, especially for a for a collection of, of stories that's really heavy with the with the concept. But yeah, I would love to know what that uh, writing process is 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 like. Um, but all right, it's high time to move on into our listener submitted story section. So, uh, as as always, this this uh, month's uh, topic is one scene stories, stories that take place within one scene, sitting down or or whatever. As we saw in in the story that we read. So, uh, the story we will be talking about this week is by Sarah Penguin with Waffle Time. <laughs> Which is a fun fun title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in this one, uh, we have a character, Hannah, sitting in the corner of a diner. We get a, a, a good overview of what the diner is like, which is um, shitty, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's uh, some, some dim fluorescent lights. Um, it is very sparsely populated. Um, there's some, like, truckers... Uh, an older man reading a newspaper, but that's like basically it. Um, and the, I, is she's not described as tired, but the waitress is this like old older woman with gray hair, and you could just like see her as tired, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it really classic, right? I feel like I've read this this description a lot. Um, and uh, it it works and uses those tropes really well, I think. Um. And uh, she, this older one, brings the waffles to Hannah, which is, it sounds fantastic, these waffles. Yes. <laughs> um, although they burn you. Um, but what I think is really interesting here is that um, it's described as uh, all of these wonderful, like, tastes, they're all described. And then they, those individual tastes, the ice cream and chocolate and crispy waffle and marshmallow meld together in a predictable taste explosion. And I think that's really, really indicative of what this diner feels like, right? It is, mm-hmm. I mean, it might be really, really good, but it's also like tired, right? It is yeah. old and 
well known and even if it is delicious it's still like you know it's it's waffles you know mm-hmm. um but um which i think shows us a lot about what the character is feeling because they're actually here um it, it, they meet a friend here um and we find out that they're here post a breakup right and that it was um it seems like it was a pretty rough thing right and yeah. um like uh hannah doesn't like describe or talk about her feelings in this moment that much but we can really tell that like she's probably holding off those emotions at a distance um so that she doesn't have to feel them right now she like intentionally doesn't look at her friend to avoid like the look of pity and concern because it doesn't say that it's because she it would it would set her off but i just got that vibe you know yeah yeah um but her friend basically invites her to go over so that they can talk about it, which is, uh, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Very sweet, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I really like this story. I mean, this story has really great de- description as it described the waffles. It made me super hungry. Um, but I really think that the shining star of, of this story is the um, emotional impact as we get towards the end of the story, you know, and like after seeing this sort of dingy ass diner and, and realizing that this main character is actually going through a pretty dingy part of their life, it, it just really works and, and it fits. And I do like how, um, as soon as the other character gets here, there is some nice banter. You can tell that they are really good, good friends. Um, and that uh, the hope is that this other person will be the ear that this uh, main character needs to vent about a horrible, horrible breakup. So I think that, that yeah, this is a really solid scene. Um, and it's really doing great things with the dialogue and the uh, description. So uh, thank you very much to Sarah Penguin for sending this to us. Yeah, um, I think the dialogue at the end um, does such a great job of showing Hannah's feelings without telling us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I just like read into those feelings a lot a second ago, um, but I think it's it's yeah, it, it, it you can relate a lot to even just the, like the one dialogue of uh, one sentence of um, if I talk about it, I'll end up convulsing from crying so hard. So I'm going, I'm going to stuff myself and hope this gives me a heart attack instead, which is like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a funny banter. We get a bit um, of insight in what their friendship is like, what Hannah's humor is like, um, and, but also really how she's feeling in the complex thing of like, she's feeling really bad, but also she's deflecting with humor, but also she's trying to convey that she's not doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And all those layers uh, showing up in each of those sentences so it kind of feels like sarah penguin has a really good grasp of what this character is supposed to be feeling yeah definitely and yeah uh, again as you said those those layers are definitely what make this story yeah we could just say um yeah so th- thanks so much sarah penguin and uh jarby jess for sending in your stories if you want to be like all these uh wonderful writers and send in your story to do the right thing all you have to do is go to slash r slash do the right thing set a timer for 30 minutes and write your story using three of the four randomly generated words exactly and if you want to know those words as soon as they come out you can do that by following us at on the do the right thing twitter which is just at right thing cast um, and also, if you want to send us any uh, any email with any sort of information, a a extra story, or any real questions, you you can do that by sending that to our uh, Gmail, which is at rightthinkcast at gmail.com. At rightthinkcast at gmail.com. Okay, without the at. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, it, following us on Twitter would be how you would find out about us not having an episode last week. I was traveling. I was on a, a cruise ship. It was very last minute. It was fun, but also very last minute. And um, it turns out that you can't really have good video calls over ship mm-hmm. internet. <laughs> um, also, it, do you know how much it costs for one week of internet? I don't know, thousand dollars. Okay, now that okay, well now now it's not going to sound impressive. It was it was two hundred dollars. That's two hundred dollars. Yeah, still... it was a lot. It was a lot. And you know what the worst part was? The worst part was they fucking they cut off the internet the night before it was over. Like, oh my God. <laughs> the last day, it's like it was really annoying because I had like some things to do. And then I would I wanted to also like look up our flights and stuff, mm-hmm. right? But I couldn't do that until I got off the ship. It was it's like why why do you? Well, yeah, that's awful. <laughs> just I paid two hundred dollars, bro. Come on. Yeah, well I guess those two hundred ran out. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Um, also, the weird thing they had um, one of the other deals was like you pay for minutes, right? Oh. Of internet, but like the minutes was so. Uh, they had um, normal Wi-Fi, which was, like, everything but streaming, so you can't watch any v- videos at all. Mm-hmm. And then they had a, a premium that had videos, right? Um, the minutes were, like, it was, like, $100 for, like, two hours. Like, that's it. Just two hours for the whole thing. Oh God. Um, and, again, only, like, half the price for the whole week. And it was only the normal, the normal internet. It wasn't, you couldn't even watch YouTube videos. For t- it's t- for two hours in minutes. I don't know. It seemed ridiculous, and I saw someone actual actually pay for that, and I was like, "That's terrible." That's awful. Yeah, but yeah. hey, you're on their ship. Um. Anyway, you would have seen uh the announcement that we didn't have an episode last week, and also you would have seen the words uh for this week come out early because they did. Um. But uh, we'll be keeping those words that were announced last week uh, going forward, but we'll also reiterate them at the end of this episode. Anyway, we are here at Doof Media, and Doof Media is doing so many wonderful things. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and let me, yeah, let me just go into, um, I, I know I always focus on them, but I love them. The, the book club and the game club are both uh, this weekend. Um so the book club is Friday at 9.30 Central Standard Time, and the game club is at 9.30, oh, 9.30 Central Standard Time on Friday, sorry. And the game club is on Saturday at the same time. Um, oh, shoot. I should look up what the book club is doing it over, but I know that the game club is going over Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is a nice. fantastic indie game, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to see... Um, Elliot and Ruben talk about it because um, it's a lot of fun. And I am really, really bad at it, actually. Um, I don't <laughs> no think I ever got past the second, not second level, but the second stage, second set of levels. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, uh, the book club was Gideon the, the Ninth, which I don't know anything about it, except that the cover is kind of cool. It's got necromancers, apparently. Ooh, then I will read it the yeah in the two days before we go yeah yeah um, I'll, I'll read that along with everything else i have to read tonight mm-hmm. um the beginning of the summary says the emperor needs necromancers the ninth necromancer needs a swordswoman 
Gideon has a sword, some dirty magazines, and no more time for undead bullshit. Oh it's that's, that's fun. I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, so if you want to get spoiled on that, tune into the book club on, on Friday. And the other thing I wanted to mention is, so Pale is finishing up. If you uh, were reading Pale but have fallen off of the wagon and, and are not caught up, now is a great time to go and do that. I think the last um, chapters are like the main part of the story is not quite over but i think it's like almost there i think it, like this this is definitely the final arc until there's i mean there will also be an epilogue i'm sure but the point is it's definitely ending like this month maybe the next probably this month um which is uh really exciting it's crazy i don't i have no idea what um well i have some ideas of what wildbo's doing next but i'm excited to see the what he's doing next but also we will be doing um uh all packed up too, um, uh, which was the 24-hour live stream that Elliot and Ruben did uh, after they finished Packed last year, mm. which which was so much fun. Really enjoyed uh, taking part in that. Um, we'll have some bits in it too as well. Um, I know they have some wonderful activities and things going on, um, and I'm really really excited to uh, tune into that. Also, just a I think the official, uneof- official and official working title is like um, all packed up to all paled out beyond the pale, <laughs> okay. uh, and then maybe some other epithets. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm very excited about it, so I'm looking forward to that. And then lastly, I also want to mention that the um, the Do the King Thing contest uh, wrapped up a while ago, and the final voting on the uh, winning um, stories is is uh, happening right now. So if you're a patron, go and, and check in on the Patreon and, and make sure that you've voted in those. I think the main round of voting is over, and now there's voting for like the very, very finalists, so that's exciting. Um and uh, the last thing is that there is that uh, the rationalist short story contest thing that we mentioned, I think, last week. Um, so if you haven't checked that out yet, please do, because I think the due date is sometime um, in October. And there's some really fantastic prizes for that. So go check it out. Cool, cool. Well, I think it's high time to move on into next week's words. Uh, as always, uh, this will be the final week um, for our September um, topic of um, a one-scene story. Next month, uh, we will move on to a nice Halloween-y oc- October topic. But uh, for next week, it'll be still be a one-scene story. Um, and the words you will be using to write your one-scene story are needle, chat, drop, and work. Okay, so needle, as in the piece of uh, metal that is used to um, sew clothing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you attach a string to it. You put the string through the eye of the needle, which is a very, very small space. And you have yep. to, like, lick lick the string to make sure it, like, sticks together. And then you can, like, poke it through. And then you always, like, miss or, like, splits. And then you really, str- and then you do it again. And then, then you try, like, twisting the string and, like, licking it, and that works mm-hmm. a little bit more, but then it, like, bends a little bit, or, like, there's, a, like, a little piece of fabric off to the side, and that pulls it out, and it and it's just infuriating. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a needle. 
So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a, a metaphor, a, what, aphorism? Is that the, the term? Threading the eye of the needle? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, aphorism. Um, there's that Bible verse about how rich people can't go to heaven about needles. You know the one? Oh, I don't know that one. It's, uh, it's easier for a rich man to go through... No, easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. It's pretty, pretty savage. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Jesus was based? He was very based. And <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure he came out with the phrase base. He was like, yeah, I am I am the base. He is... He is would, you, would you say that he is base God? He is, he is base level God, yes. Damn. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, needles are sharp things. They can hurt you. Um, needle points are also sharp. Is there any others? Can you think of anything else? I think that's it for needle. Okay. Uh, the next one is chat, which is a kind of conversation that you can have. Um, we also have chat rooms here on the internet where we talk mm-hmm. to one another. Um, oh, uh, Sha is C-H-A-T is a cat in French. Yes, it that's is. That's something. Mm-hmm. Chat is a band. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Or what they're called the they're called the chats. I think it's like Brit Britpunk. Britpunk. Mm-hmm. That's tragic. Uh, the next <laughs> word is drop, which is to let something go uh, and let it fall downwards. Um, yeah. There could, is a supply mm-hmm. drop in the lot of right. games. Mm-hmm. Which is where you leave something you could it could be an information drop where it's like they're just sneakily leaving information in, in the location so they don't have to meet up and risk uh the spies like finding like getting caught together mm-hmm. and or th- that's a dead drop that's what it is yeah um in australia there's drop bears which are very deadly creatures that live in mm-hmm. trees and can kill you it's terrible. um which you have to find out you have to watch out for them um a droplet is a little small amount of liquid that drops down um Mm -hmm. that's all i got and the last one is work which is hell um which is uh when it's 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 effort being put in to do a thing that's work that's work yep so tell me what uh 10 word story are you gonna write next week 10 word story okay um man at work drop needle while chat is fired uh um dies there we go (laughs) that's the best i could do yeah it's fantastic all right what you got uh give me your best um uh five word story five word got it Mm-hmm. Um, record needle drop. Don't work. Chat. Uh, you failed the challenge. That's not five words. That's six. I'm sorry. Fuck. God damn it. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't I think we do. can call each other uh, right thingers anymore. Yeah, I don't think we can do the right thing. If anymore. someone can do a better, um, can do a five word story with these four words, um, you can steal our title from us. Yeah, you can have the podcast. You can have, you can take the crown and all of the powers that it, it grants you. Mm-hmm. That it bestows. Um, so, because 
but don't but don't do that because that would that would not be the right thing to do that's yeah. it wouldn't be, wouldn't don't do it it wouldn't be the right thing to do to do to do to do, to do or not to do the right thing to stop or not to stop. <laughs> that's the, that's the real question. i'm gonna